Welcome to the Mom Has a Blog Podcast. I'm Chad Edgington. And I'm Melissa Edgington. Nutty November. Here we are. Wait a minute. Oh, it's on the, it's on the music. Are you hearing that? <laughs> That's amazing. That's so funny. So every night, so this is a song that I recorded uh, a while back. I, I made up an instrumental it's like a really sad song, right? Somehow yeah, when you hear so it, it's, it's like this really sad song. So I wrote this sad song, and I guess when I was recording it, the kids were just running around playing. And so now I made a little bumper of part of the sad song to kind of give us a more chilled out intro to Your Mom Has a Blog podcast. And right at the very end of that little thing, there's a little um, like kids running and playing. And for the last several nights we've heard that and thought well emerald just must be talking her to sleep i can't believe it took us so many nights to figure that Here, out listen to it again <laughs> i wonder if you can hear that on the like phones and i wonder if you have to have headphones on i don't know if you hear. couldn't hear that just know it was really cute it just sounds like kids running around. Happy kids. Happy kiddos on a really sad song. But anyway. <laughs> so well, quite, we, we mentioned that it was one act. One act play day. Yeah. Adelaide was so good. I showed up just in time to see their play. I went and got the kids out of school. We drove over to Seymour, Texas. We joked about Seymour the whole way over. About how you could see more and see more. <laughs> y'all see more? Can y'all see more? And they have a beautiful theater. I was really impressed. They do. It's I brand wanna, new. I want to do a rock show in there. I hope they lower our stage like that. Are they going to lower our stage? I bet they won't. I don't know anything about the plans for our stage. The stage in Olney is way too high. We're having a big high school remodel right now. so. Yeah. But anyway, so, so the Seymour and uh, the kids just knocked it out of the park. Adelaide truly gave the performance of her life. As Miss Strader would say, it was her, her masterpiece. masterpiece. That means what your masterpiece is, your greatest achievement artistically to that point. Right. So there's a woman named Carolyn Strader who teaches art. And so every time she teaches to Melissa, so every time she, you finish a painting, she says, that's your, your masterpiece. masterpiece. And then every time I complete a sermon, maybe not every time, but on a lot of them, she comes up and says... That was your masterpiece. She's and it's like, the that's the greatest encouragement. And I've started giving that one away. So the other day I was at a funeral and the pastor did a great job. I mean, it was just a knock it out of the park funeral, um, if there's such a thing. And I walked by, you know how you walk by the casket and shake hands mm-hmm. with the minister? And I said, that was a masterpiece. And he was like, well, thank you. And I was like, I know how it feels. <laughs> Like when you're told you have your masterpiece, that's good. But Adelaide was so good; she was just the best actress. I, you know, you're watching it. Do you watch it and think, well, "Where's this kid coming from? Like, who is this?" Do you ever feel that way? Like I, I, like when you're watching it, that you feel she's such a good actress that you almost forget she's your kid. 
Yeah, it's it's one of those things. I mean, through the whole performance, I kept grabbing Chad's arm, like, "Can you believe this is happening right now?" <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things where you know you have moments like that when you're genuinely impressed by your kid. Yeah, you're like, "She's really doing a good job," and I don't just have to say that because I, it's my because <laughs> it's my job. Like, she's really good. Yeah, it's kinda, it was so all the kids did so great. It oh, was they just, were all great. It was amazing. But it's neat to see your kid do something well. Because you're, you know, you see your kids do so many things, not well that are just sort of mediocre. Yeah, mediocre. Because yeah. you know that's the nature of parenting. Because kids are learning how to do things, right? You know, true. I saw something funny. Um, somebody asked on one of the Facebook boards I'm a part of. It's sort of a Baptist board, and uh, they said. Do, 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 does anyone ever that's Protestant use the term Via Dolorosa? And he's like, every Easter. Yeah, so that's what, <laughs> so people are like, well, um, mostly it's a Catholic because Latin, mostly. <laughs> and then I said, yes, um, mediocre Protestant sopranos torture people with this song at Easter time every year. <laughs> And then some people are like, well, you know, what's neat about that song is the last half of it is in Latin. And I was like, no, it's not. It's in Spanish. Spanish. And then people started putting that on there. Uh, Hate to bust your bubble, but uh, (laughs) that's just Spanish. And then someone... Like couldn't handle being the criticism. They were like, "Well, um, Spanish is a Latin language, so <laughs> technically, I'm right <laughs> in saying it's in Latin." <sighs> you know the Spanish to Via Dolorosa. Did you ever sing it? No, I never sang it. I've never been a soprano. That's true. You've been <laughs> you've been torturing people with your alto voice. Yes. Yeah. No, me, me too. Yeah. Down the Via. Dolorosa. Like they would really get into it, you know, in yeah. their falsetto. Yeah. I can't count how many times I've heard that song. In my when life. I when that song starts, part of me dies. Really? I just can't. I do not like that song. It's just. I just think there are some artists that you should never try to replicate, and Sandy Patty is one of those. Oh, is that her song? Yeah. I'm sure she sings it well. Yeah. Nobody's ever going to be able to sing it like Sandy. So it's kind of like trying to sing a Whitney Houston song or something. And then it's like the people that do learn learn the song in Spanish, but don't speak Spanish or know what they're saying. Yeah. You know, it's just some rednecks singing it. <laughs> However, if you sing that song, we appreciate yeah, you. Yes. We just want to affirm you in your Via Dolorosa If at Easter. we were sitting in the audience when you were singing it, we would be smiling and nodding and enjoying it. Yet feeling really uncomfortable on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> Por la Via Dolorosa, triste día in Jerusalem. Did you just look up the Spanish yeah. lyrics? Las soledados le abrían paso a Jesús. <laughs> I don't know how it goes. I don't even know what I'm saying. I'm just, that's just me badly Spanishing for you right there. Poor me. Poor tea. <laughs> Seriously? Like, people are legitimately doing that. I know. I remember my mom's role when I was in high school. 
What was that? I was not allowed to sing any songs that had a foreign language in them. And I couldn't even sing songs that had Lottie Dawes in them. Yeah, there was a Carolina Wren song about missions or something about Seize the Day. Mm-hmm. And it had part of it, it was like, Lighty Daddy Die. What was the actual lyric? Yeah, Lighty Daddy Die. Lighty Daddy Die. And my mom was just like, nobody wants to hear that. You're not going to be singing that Lighty Daddy Daddy. However, yeah. I have always loved that song. It's a great song. I mean, when you're a when you're a 16 year old acting, that oh, song man. really yeah. speaks to you. Seize the day, pray. That was a good one. Yeah, some, some some deep catalog CCM there for you. They don't they don't have CCM like they used to. You used to you would listen to artists, you would want to go to their concerts, and now it's just like. If we can't sing it at church, we don't really care. I feel that's that's mostly the how, way people think about. Except there's there's a guy named Taryn Wells. Have you heard him? Yeah. Yeah, he's a great singer. I would go see him in concert. We sang one of his songs. Remember, it was one of my great disasters in church. What song is that? Didn't wasn't that his song that um, we sang that I oh, that, that went says, so badly? I didn't know that was his song. Yeah. What song is that? Do I don't remember. Come on. Just, I've tried to block it out of my mind. Just think about it for a minute. I don't, I don't what was remember. it? It's not really important. I just well, that's gonna bother me. It's really gonna bother it's, me. It's not. Let's look it up later. Oh boy, I'm just doing all sorts of weird stuff on the computer now. Stop. Okay, let's talk about Friday. Wait, is Friday? No, it's not tomorrow. Day after tomorrow, Friday. What Friday happened? morning. Okay, tell me about Friday morning. We will have up on our Facebook page a video. About our gigantic 100th podcast podcast giveaway, which now has grown and grown and grown. Now it's worth over 400. I know, I almost said 400,000. It's worth <laughs> it's worth over 400 dollars. It'll be a fantastic way for one of you to kick off the holiday season because there are great surprises for you and some things to give away to your friends and loved ones. And I cannot wait to give this prize package away. It is so cool. Really, some of my favorite stuff are in there. I don't want to give it away now. Stuff is in there. I say we hang on to it. Would you quit saying that? Nobody's going to know. Quit saying that. Yeah, I need to quit saying that. Anyway, so everybody be on the lookout for Friday. You need to enter because you want to win this. And you know what? Somebody has to win. It might be you. It might be you. You might as well try. So... Let's get into our topic. I okay. can't remember the Tar and Well song. I don't remember what I was talking about before. Um, except let me just just reiterate. I got a kid and she's a good actress. So if anybody needs a movie star. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's really, really good. That, and, it was really fun. Yeah. All the kids did amazing. Our play did not win. Got second place. Um, I'm a little bit bitter about it, but I'm trying to move on. We lost to our arch nemesis, Archer City. Um, it's the second year in the row in a row that they've beaten us. Yeah, with with uh, inferior plays. I don't think we're allowed to say that. No, whatever. No one from Archer City's listening. How do you know? Well, if they are, they're not listening now. Well, you know what? My good friend is one of the directors. So who? I'd say kudos to you, Karen Brunker. Oh, Karen! Great Brun- job, Karen Brunker was a uh... yeah. okay. Well, I props to her. Yeah. Yeah. I hope we destroy you next year. (laughs) 
Next year, Adelaide moves up to high school one act, but you know what's fun? Sawyer moves into junior high one act. Oh, wow. Double one act. Yeah. I just, I get tired of Archer City always beating us. I know. And I'm really jealous that they have an awesome mini golf course and we got nothing. Oh, I forgot about their mini golf course. Yeah, it's like the Hanging Gardens of Babylon. We should go back there. Yeah. Well, I'm sure it's closed now. Yeah, it's really cold. All right, 12 minutes in. Let's get to the marriage topic. Okay, today we are on day 14 of 30 Days to a Deeper Connection in Your Marriage. And today's is a little bit more in the line of um, people who are looking for a spouse. So this would be a good podcast to maybe share with a friend who is unmarried or a daughter or granddaughter who might be searching for a spouse sometime in the near future. And... I think there's also some good benefit in it for people who are already married. There's so, definitely benefit. I will draw that out. Chad, lay it on us. I will draw that out. So uh, what's our topic tonight, Melissa? Being equally yoked. Being equally yoked. Second Corinthians 6.14. Be not equally, unequally yoked together with unbelievers for what hath fellowship, uh, righteousness with unrighteousness. Uh how to light and darkness have um, communion together. So we're talking about this concept that has a lot to do with oxen. Yes, one of my favorite topics. People were talking about unequally yoked. Do you know how many people have no idea what that even means? Now or everybody do they think want, it has to do with eggs? I th- probably. Or now people <laughs> are like, you know, be equally woked. Oh, <laughs> Gotta be, no. You were saying woke, right? No, yoked. Um, you want to be equally woke, <laughs> equally yoked. Uh, so if you can imagine the two oxen pulling a plow, and there's what Paul was saying is you want both oxen to be equal. Um, similarly situated, compatible for the purpose of, you know, are compatible for um, accomplishing the purpose that they've been given. And so if we approach marriage and we think of marriage, which sometimes we don't think about what the purpose of marriage is, but if we think of marriage as having purposes, that there's a reason that there's marriage. Right. Okay. Your marriage is doing something um, it has benefits, it has protections, it has um, tasks and ways that you can be obedient together that you really can't be obedient um, individually. So it's its own thing, being married. And when you enter into a marriage or when you are in a marriage, it's, it's important that you can both pull the yoke equally to, for all these things that are behind, like, child rearing and being a, like as we've mentioned, being a um, part of your community that brings life to the community and not death to the community. So just like in any relationship, you'd want to be, or your fellowship in a local body, you want to be equally yoked to be able to accomplish your purpose. It's the same thing in marriage. So how do you know you're equally yoked? If you're both Christians. If you're both really cool. Yeah, if you're both Christians. But, I mean, is it possible for two people to be Christian but not be equally yoked? 
I would say yes. Yes. I mean, I think there's some people that are just, you know, professors of the faith. And as Ryan Bishop would say, they're professors of the faith, but they're not possessors of the faith. And yet, if you never get to a deeper level to understand the difference between the two, you're going to wind up getting married, and you've got one person that perhaps is a true believer and one who's not. Right. Um, but, you know, we, we talk about being equally yoked, the kinds of things you're looking for, uh, which I don't know. Uh, it's it, uh, The hypothesis I would throw out to you today is that there are times you could be more equally yoked than you are at other times. You ever thought about that? I would agree with that. Okay. So what I was looking for in a wife was like just a few things. Um, She had to love the Lord. She had to have a heart that was at least open to missions. And she had to know how to play the piano. How many did you get with me? Well, I think in a real... um, in a real coup d'etat, I was able to accomplish all three, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and, you know, I've seen Melissa's pro and con list on me, and there were a lot of cons, so I don't feel bad saying that. But I, no, I, mean, I, I, I was looking for, because I, here's what I was thinking. If, if, if the girl doesn't love the Lord... Then, and I remember they would make fun of me because every time I would have a crush on a girl, uh, or you know, I would I would go and they would say I would grab their knee and go, guys, she loves the Lord, she <laughs> loves the Lord. They made fun of me, but so I remember going back, you know, after having a conversation with you and grabbing somebody's knee and saying, you know, it's like my long-standing joke, guys. I found one that loves the Lord. <laughs> they love Jesus, and, and that, that's what they would use to break up with me. I just really feel like right now we need to be dating Jesus because... They, did, you ever, did you know any girls that ever played the God card on guys? Yeah. I just feel like my relationship with the Lord is not where it needs to be as long as we're dating. Which was probably true. Remember, didn't you pull the God card on somebody? Surely, I learned it. Yeah. I'm sure I did. And she was like, bull. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Those were the days. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, I would, I would say you, the love the, if they don't love the Lord, you, uh, that would be right off the bat, you'd know you're not equally yoked. Right. But I thought, well, what if one of these days I'm like, hey, I feel like I need to be a missionary in a foreign country. If the person would not even consider that, then I shouldn't have married him. Right. And then I thought piano playing... I thought, what if I wind up one of these days being a preacher in some church where nobody knows how to play the piano? I need at least, you know, and you'd had enough lessons to where I think if you practiced enough, you could be proficient. And once I was satisfied that you had some musical ability and I knew you'd had lessons, I thought, she's made the first cut. Like, you've made it to the, you made it to Hollywood. (laughs) If it was <laughs> got my golden ticket, yeah, you got your golden ticket to Hollywood. Um, so, so, I was just looking at little things like that, or huge things like that, um, to see <laughs> if we're equally yoked. But um, I would submit to you today that you don't know if you're equally yoked. You can, ha- you know, you can know each other pretty well, but the real proof is in the pudding, right? Right. So if we're 
equally yoked, we will find out in the marriage how. You want the answer? Oh, I thought you were saying we will find out how we're equally yoked. No, I'm asking like... Or you're how, saying how do you find how out? How will you know if you're equally yoked? How? If, if, if by being teamed up together, it makes the load lighter. Mm. What do you think? Are we equally yoked? Yes. Okay, I mean, good. <laughs> I mean, think of the ease. Think of the ease that our marriage brings to our tasks. Yeah. And that's something that... You know, that's how you know you're equally yoked is you're both going in the same direction. And the fact that you're doing this together, it makes it easier. It's like, yeah. a, what a, so, so that's the blessing of being married is that life is really hard. Doing all these things is really hard. But because you're in my life, like all the things I have to do are much easier. I have more confidence. I'm happier. It makes the load lighter as we have teamed up to accomplish the purpose we've been given. So, does that make you happy? Yeah, I like that. She's smiling, y'all. <laughs> she's totally digging this. She's like, oh my gosh, he's such a super godly guy. He's telling me we're equally yoked. We are so equally yoked, y'all. We are like pulling that plow and we are like making headway. We are plowing the whole field, and next we will cast a seed. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, I think what I would, so, so you say, all right, I'm married, so it's too late to find the person that that would be more compatible. Right. <laughs> That's kind of a sad idea. Like, well, um, there was probably somebody out there that I should have married and they would have been awesome, <laughs> but I got you and this has been a real righteous disaster. <laughs> That'd be sad, right? Yeah. If you, if you had that, if you had that attitude. So, but maybe that's where you are. Maybe you're thinking, man, this was a bad idea. You know, well, too late. You know, you just weren't thinking. But as I was saying, sometimes people are more equally yoked than others. I'm sure in our marriage, many times, um, you know, you've just um, not helped pull the load. But um, (laughs) I'm kidding. Um, So think about this if you're a spouse. Do I make the load lighter for my my husband or my wife? Mm -hmm. You know, Am I the person that they can, that they can trust to, because it's like picking up a couch or something or picking anything up that's heavy. If someone's on the other side of it, it makes it so much easier. Yeah. So, you know, are you lifting your side of the couch in this marriage? That's the question. Are you making it easier? Are you making the task easier? And if not, make the task easier. Are you helping lift the couch or are you sitting on the couch while your spouse tries to yeah. lift it? Yeah. So some dudes are like, I'm not getting up. Oh, really? You you want me to get up? I'm going to lay right here and I'm going to eat Cheetos and break wind. <laughs> and that's like some guys, that's like how they are. Well, that's not any good. Yeah. And that they will, well, we're equally yoked because we, we both go to church on Sunday morning. It's still not equally yoked. Yeah. The equally yoked lightens the load. It's not just something you say. Uh, there's There's a reason that, you know, you get more accomplished, you're more powerful, and it's easier. So be 
equally yoked uh, with your with your spouse. Any thoughts or comments on that before we close? No, I think I think those are great ideas. And you know, marriages do ebb and flow, and people change, and then they change again, and they change again. And so, you know, look for those places where you're meeting in the middle, and you know, work together in those areas. Yeah. And, you know, the idea of the yoke is um, there's there's a little, there's grace and give. Yeah. So whenever there's, when one stumbles, you know, the other helps them. Yeah. And so, you know, we're, we're, we're working together in that. So uh, I'm excited about the giveaway. Uh, I'm excited to see who's going to win that. Hopefully it will be me. But I'm not counting on that because I'm sure if I won, you would not give me the stuff. So I really am already jealous of whoever won, and it hasn't even happened yet. But I'm fired up about it. I know you're excited about it. And uh, we will see you tomorrow with another exciting episode of Nutty November. Yeah, thanks for listening, and I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.